There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com motivation from world-class instructors we're gonna pick it up a notch it's the holiday season you might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes from running to cycling to yoga try peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial new members only not available in remote locations see additional terms at onepeloton.com home dash trial peloton motivation that moves you Yes, yes. Welcome in to QFTA. It is August 17th, 2022. We are in the HomeLoanExpert.com studios. Timothy Michael McKernan, Action Jackson with you. It's a podcast that solicits your involvement. Team McKernan at InsideSTL.com. Anything is welcome. Jackson, what's a topic we haven't talked about that you want to talk about and you would send in an email from a burner account? Go. Oh, wow. Uh, I'd make up an erotic story. Would you really? Yeah. Well, I'd try to at least. No, I would love an erotic story. I really would. Maybe people aren't having as many threesomes as I think people are having. Yeah. I think are, that your, would... are, your, are your peers in the 23, 24, 25, 26-year-old age range, uh, what percentage of your peers have engaged in either the more popular MMF or the less popular MFF? Who was trying, was trying to get into the studio there? I saw Matt Rocchio pass by. Yeah, but somebody like... Played with the door. Did they? I didn't even notice. And it that. seemed like a smaller person than Rocchio. A petite gentleman, maybe. I thought I thought it might have been learned, actually. <laughs> uh, I, I couldn't tell. Okay. Uh, percentage of my yeah, what peers do we got on this? that I know for a fact have had threesome. I know two of my friends have had Gareth. <laughs> Gareth is not <laughs> one of them. Uh, Gareth does fine for himself. He has a longtime girlfriend now, but and nah. they're thinking about <laughs> inviting another person into the bedroom. Well. It's good for the goose. Um, so I would say like 1%. And one of them was like, I, this is interesting. I'll, I'll play you make the call. So one of my buddies, he was a freshman at Mizzou, and he slept. He went to a dorm with two girls. So there's two girls, a girl that he was going to sleep with and a roommate. He slept with the one girl okay. next to her. And then the girl across the room was, I guess, Oh, interested. No. Hold on. Was she playing Hey Diddle Diddle? Might have been because after he finished up with her, the girl he originally went there to have sex with, she was like, How about you and me take a run? And so he just well, what switched was, what bets. Was, what was, was the other girl asleep? No, she was cool with it, though. Sporting, Sporting as fuck. Sporting as fuck. So I don't know if you would call that a threesome or more of wow. like a back to back shooting match. I've engaged in deviant, deviant behavior, and I got to tell you, I don't have that on my resume. I said, that is that's impressive. I don't yeah. even know what you call that. He came back to the house as a as a little champion that night. Um, yeah, I don't. That's the thing is, I don't know if it's necessarily a threesome. Yeah, I don't think that. I mean, my definition of a threesome is all the parties are interacting. Yeah. Or in the more popular MMF, the gentlemen are not necessarily participating with each other, but they are engaging with the lass. Certainly, if I were to engage in the less popular MFF, and as happy as I'd be about the development, 
if the two ladies weren't interacting, I'd be complaining. Yeah, I would be. No I'd, doubt. be I'd, I'd be encouraging. I'd be complaining. I'd be cajoling. Yeah. <laughs> and if they didn't, you'd be commiserating. <laughs> I would be commiserating. So, uh, wow, that is that's a nice little anecdote. I yeah, I guess it would just be a back to. I don't think it, it would be a threesome. It was certainly, as uh, Steve Harvey would say, still a great night. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> So then, I mean, what? Are, so then, what's the other girl doing? I, can this guy join us? I'd, be, I'd really be. I have so many questions. So this is like in a Mizzou dorm room. Yeah. And I, I did work in there, so I can picture what it was like. Albeit, I'm quite certain different set of circumstances as far as the furniture goes. And so they're both in there at the same time. Yeah. And were they trying to be silent in the first? I'm asking you questions as if you know. No, I, he he gave me pretty good detail on it. Um, I think that she was just like. They had like an understanding, like if you bring a guy back, I'll just kind of sit here and be quiet and play hey diddle diddle, and not necessarily leave because it was like later in the night. Okay, and I guess she tried to sleep through it, couldn't because of the passion, I assume. Right, of course, this guy is a coxman. <laughs> yeah, and then <laughs> it was not Gareth. Um, <laughs> but yeah, once he got done, she was like, and I know the girl that the, the second girl the who hey would be who would be the more sporting of the two. Yeah, right, yeah, right. Because the first the first girl's still sporting. She's allowing, you know, this guy she just yeah. had sex with. But the second girl, it is very much in her profile to do something like God that. God bless her. Can she join us on the program? Doubtful. Everybody can be in. Is that right? It's doubt. Then she ended up dating a I should stop myself. All right, fair <laughs> enough. So what does the first girl do after this gentleman, who is not Gareth, heads across the room and begins to engage Moments later, yeah, tip, tip I know. My cap. Um, uh, yeah, that's 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 my final question on this. I'm really, I could I could do a three parter on this one. I mean, if it was like the 80s or 90s, she would probably be enjoying a dart. But since it's the yeah. 2020s, she probably just. I don't know, so just, you don't know what she was doing. Just basting the glory of it God. all, I assume. Maybe I got to be honest. I'm going to share something here. I don't Ooh. think I've shared it before. Nice. So, uh, I have been hashtag. Uh, what is the word you're looking for? A blessed. Blessed. Yeah. Thank you. It's mm-hmm. on the back of my car bumper sticker. <laughs> yeah, 26.2. Uh, <laughs> with little stick figures of, of your the family. family. Yeah, new ones since uh, the second yeah, show. Yeah, we had an additional stick, and the, my stick figure's head's c- c- caved in. <laughs> but uh, I engaged one time, I'm th- well, this is the one time I'm thinking of it, in the less or least popular MFMF. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I've shared stories of my sexual deviance before, but I don't think I've shared this story. Uh, New Year's Eve was always a, the witching hour, it seemed, when I go back and I look on many of these occurrences. And the two ladies involved, I mean, you know, right. this is, you know, I'm, I'm above my skis, mm. uh, certainly. And probably, honestly, if they were being honest they would be like yeah we could have done without him being there sure and i'm aware of that and so i recognize you know i'm the uh, Corey patterson in the trade and uh and they're engaging and there's usually a i think a standard position in the mff that goes on yeah do you know where i'm going Mm -hmm. okay assuming the ff is engaging now i am the m that is active in the beginning of the M, then the F, then the F, in the position that most of you are probably, I would hope, uh, I call it the seesaw. Oh, the seesaw. Yeah, that's that's actually pretty nice. Now, as it turns out, I wasn't at all thinking about, oh, yeah, where is the other guy? I thought, for whatever reason, he may have excused himself. 
at the other end behind me. Now, not oh, like wow. no, 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 <laughs> not. <laughs> you knew, but you understood where I. No, I understand, it. and I need. I, right when I said behind me, I needed to jump in right there <laughs> right. to explain that he wasn't. He didn't have a curious tongue or anything. <laughs> but as it turns out, uh, he was. Uh, he was he had taken up residence in a chair and began ah that's uncomfortable yeah that's really uncomfortable i now it's a it's a proportionate decision you're not going to ruin what's going on in front of you mm-hmm. because that is that from my standpoint is the all-time dopamine rush yeah it's got to be up there you're not going to especially the caliber too this wasn't like okay i got to you know this is this is this is this is again. This is I'm above my skis. I I don't belong. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure everybody would agree with that. But I'm not going to ruin that by saying, "Hey, comma bro." Right. If you could stop beating off behind me, that would take. It would, somebody... it, would, it would really because if I say that, I would imagine what's going on in front of me probably is going to come to an end. And so therefore, in the moment, now I didn't really run analytics, but in the moment, I'm like. Well, this is inconvenient, what's going on behind me, but I'm not going to worry about it. I'm going to focus on what's going on in front of me. I will say this, it, it, it is a little odd line to take, I would think, that you have that going on, and what you do is you excuse yourself from the bed and begin to pleasure yourself. I think, I think, listen, we don't kink shame Never. on TMA, we don't kink shame on Balloon Party that we're tempted to there, but we don't, and we don't kink shame uh, here on the Tim McKernan Show podcast, but I do recall that, and I remember thinking to myself, eh, I would rather that not be going on. And I think that's understandable. Now, I have a follow-up question. Yeah, I'm taking questions. Um, so was he directly about five, ten feet behind you? Um, so let's see. Do I have my telestrator up? Let me pull up my telestrator. Yeah, he was probably, uh, he was beyond the bed. I am facing the headboard. Uh, somebody who is on the receiving end is facing me. Another party is in between, and she is also on the receiving end, but right. in a different position. Seesaw. So Thank theoretically, you. the only view he has in the chair ass. is your naked ass. It was my ass. Yeah, that's there's a, a lot of questions of now been raised. Yeah, and, and, and I didn't think about it in the moment. It's been a while. <laughs> you know, this isn't something that's happened, as you might be surprised to hear, within the last few months with the six-month-old. Yeah, that's surprising. Four, yeah, exactly, <laughs> and the four-year-old. Uh, but yeah, that was going on and I know I didn't notice it right away. And I remember, but you're so it's, you know, you might be in a vacuum as you're listening to this podcast and going, that would really, that would really be a buzzkill, yeah. but I'm telling you, and it, it would be like, like in a vacuum, if I'm just in, and this was in my bedroom, if I'm, if I am, if I am in my bedroom and there's a gentleman beating off at the end of my bed without the other two ladies. Well, that's a whole thing. Now we've crying. got a di- now we've got a different evening. But they're the two ladies and again, very attractive and I've got what I've got going on and this is essentially the mountaintop. I mean, yeah. I'm summoning Emerest, Everest, also Emerest. Yeah. Doc Emmerich. Yeah. We're summoning <laughs> Doc Emmerich. <laughs> and so I can tell you I can take myself back to that and I, and I remember thinking well, this is a little awkward. I got awkward. Just like, what is he? I think I was kind of like, what's this? Yeah. But it's so great what's going on in front of me that to f- to focus on the unfortunate situation going on behind me, it didn't even it, it didn't cross my mind. But it did happen, and and now as I delve into this, only because your story 
So titillating. It was so titillating. I actually am intrigued by your story. I would like to have like a bunch of questions with this gentleman and what wound up happening. And also the two ladies, for that matter. I really would. If they would like to join us, Definitely. I'll Venmo a few hundred dollars and see if they want to chop it up. The guy might come on for that. I don't know. If the they... ladies would? Yeah, the ladies, 50-50. Uh, that, I, I was, that, it, that it did happen, and I hadn't thought about that happening. Uh, there was another gentleman with a different... Uh, least popular MFMF, who in the back of my mind, now he wasn't the guy who was pleasuring himself at the end of the bed, but every time, like, have you heard this? That, and I didn't know, I didn't know. I mean, you know, growing up where I grew up, I don't sure. know if there was a lot of etiquette training or etiquette courses, but when your significant other walks in front of you, you're supposed to gently place your hand on the small of her back. You've I've, heard that. I've made that play before. And I've been complimented on it. Yeah, it's a move. That's a move. I didn't know it. Well, it's a move. Well, anyway, I don't think you're supposed to put your hand on the small of the back of a gentleman. However, if you let's say you're on a quote-unquote double date that may be leading to the, the least popular MF, MF. Yeah, that would be... Well, this guy did it multiple times. Now, again, as it's going on, usually it's late at night. Usually I'm, you know, intoxicated. And I have my eyes on the prize. Of course. And my prize is the least popular MF, MF. And ideally, this guy somehow passes out and it becomes what we really, really want. Right. Uh, that never would happen. So he didn't do that. Now, if he would have been the guy doing it, the guy who would put his hand on the small of my back ben. when I would walk in front of him, I might have viewed it differently. Because when that would go on, and I think I told the, my significant other at the time, I said, God, it's kind of weird. So-and-so would always just like, you know, I'd... He'd go, you first, fine. You know, I, I can hold the door for you, Jackson, coming into work. But then if I put my hand on the small of your back. <laughs> I would say, boy. Things have changed. Balloon, Balloon Party's really done, has done something to you. <laughs> You've yeah. changed, man. So that happened, but he wasn't the guy at the end of the bed who yeah. was pleasuring himself. Right. That, if that guy did it, that's then, Yeah, he then never I did. Think... He, was, he, was a, he was a separate... He was a separate thing. He compartmentalized it, and that's what went on. This yeah. was—I wasn't planning on talking about this, but I'm glad we are. I'm kind of—I honestly—I don't know what the audience will be more enamored with. I'm really, legitimately more fascinated by what went on with your friend who isn't here and the two ladies. Yeah, it was... that's that is something that I don't think happens when I was at school at Missouri. Really, I don't. I just think that there is more sexual uh, progression now. I just can't picture. I mean, maybe it could have. I don't. I just don't think so. Yeah, it. I saw like some pretty like in college. Like girls were very much sporting. Sport. I I encountered some girls who were very very sporting. But yet you have not had the less popular MFF. Well, I've told the story of me clearing my throat, and that was uh, that was to either signal to the girl who was for whatever reason like just sitting in my room while I was about to get after it with my then girlfriend. And the, and you clearing your throat was supposed to be a signal to her that you were looking for her to join. It was either to exit the room. Exit the room or come join. What was your girlfriend thinking? Knowing her she would have been probably cool with it. God, uh, sporting. Yeah. Yeah, she probably would have been cool with it. So Good for you. Look at so, you. So I was and it was a and twin. You're still 24 and you could have all kinds of adventures. You know. Yeah, it could, but it, college was certainly the time to 
capitalize on. I mean, if I'm going to have them at this point, there's children involved, which makes it super awkward no matter what. Yeah, no never, matter what. I mean, I've got two. You don't want to get a text from the babysitter in the middle of an MFF. Oh, my God. Yeah. And it's, you know, and probably somebody's had a bad divorce at some point that's led to this point that they're involved. Yeah. It, you know it, what I mean? An MFF, it just isn't as pure as when the guy was jacking off at the end of my bed. Right. That was that was sexuality at, at its peak. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, the, the clearing the throat was either... Leave so I can have <clears throat> sex. That was what you do. <clears throat> putting out a cigarette. <laughs> exactly. I it really leaned into it too, and uh, it was either leave so I can get down to business or come join the fun. And I had a twin bed. This oh, is at wow. the Alpha Epsilon Pie House, at the University of Missouri. I had a twin bed, so real estate. That would have been a tough. I could have figured it. Out. MFF. Yeah, I could have figured. It out. We would have spread out. <sighs> and it was up against the wall too. There was blinds hanging over. It wouldn't have been great, but it, I would have been happy. So what did, did your girlfriend? So what did she do? Did she wind up leaving? Or? She left. Yeah. And, and what did your girlfriend show. say? She was like, "Nice move." <laughs> the <laughs> clearing of the throat. Yeah, she was like, "Because hey, I think you're kind of revising history here." And in reality, you wanted her to leave. You weren't thinking of the less popular. Well, I thought about it in the moment. I was like, "Why is she still here?" That's the I first know. thing that came. That's, like, that's why? that is the that is the male brain. Because we are we're under the covers. Like, you know, it doesn't take a genius to understand what's about to happen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. So I was like, why is she still here? Good question, Jackson. Yeah. Maybe this throat clear. I, I was like 80%. I was like, okay, this will get her to leave. But the 20% of my mind was like, God, that would be great. Did you know if she liked girls? It wouldn't surprise me if she did. Really? Yeah. She was always. It wasn't even on the table. Really? As weird as it sounds, even though I had the weird thing. Not weird. It was great. It was one of the most wonderful moments ever at the uh, 1994 St. Louis U High Prom where two of the best-looking women there, women, seniors in high school, uh, started dancing with each other, and everybody just, like, stopped. And they were beautiful. And and, and it was, like, aggressive dancing. It wasn't, like, a slow dance. And, oh, really? Oh, it stopped the place. I still think about it. It's been, you know, 25-plus years. Holy crap. Either way, none of them interested in me, none of them associating with anybody bussing tables at P.H. Rose. I was straight voyeur, just like the guy jacking off at the end of my bed. Is that the title of today's podcast? The guy jacking off at the end of Tim's bed? I like to see the downloads once I I throw that title on there. Well, it happened, and you know what? It was the cost of doing business. Yeah, I mean, so, it was the cost. I, would I would I do it again? You're damn right, I'd do it again. Mm-hmm. You're damn right, I'd do it again. Did I know it was going on? If you would have told me in advance that hey, this is going to happen, but just so you know, so and so is going to be at the end of the bed pleasuring himself, it would have been in my head. Right. But since it was midway through, and then I saw it. And I do think it's weird. And on top of it, I don't think I had a chair in my room. So I think you might have had to like wheel in my office chair. <laughs> Which also, you can't, that chair has to be then thrown away. Like there's no shot if they're like, I'm never letting a buddy of mine pleasure himself in the chair. Oh, well, it wasn't a buddy. Let me make that clear. I do subscribe to Iggy's. Yeah, I'm with that too. If I'm going to engage in deviant behavior, it's better if it's like, you know, somebody I'm never going to see again. 100%. 100%. Uh, the F in that M, F, M, F was a regular in a variety of different occurrences over the course of years. Mm. But that guy, I think, and he wasn't banned because he was beating off at the end of the bed. I just don't think she was with him very long, Yeah, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. Well. I don't know what that was about. Like, if that's going on, the last thing I'm going to do is go, you know what? I'm going to get out of here and just jack off. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> like, you can do that whenever. Why would you do it at that point? 
Don't know. But I mean, you know what? We, we don't, don't kink, kink shame. shame yeah. And it's so important to always get back to that principle. No, we don't. We do not. Jackson, I told you we were going to go 20 minutes when we've gone 20 minutes. Take a question. I'm, I'm always will. happy. I'm All right. always happy to the QFCA. All right. Uh, let me make sure I weave in some sponsors who I'm sure, you know, considering pulling <laughs> <laughs> after this. Boy, I see the numbers on Tim's podcast, and that's great. But, God, he started off with some guy jacking off at the end of his bed. And they went on for 20 minutes. Yeah, it's not like we just told that story <laughs> yeah. and moved on. We kind of stuck around with really it. really dwelled on it. Uh, yeah, uh, well, uh, we told you about the home loan expert, uh, Ryan Kelly is climbing a mountain in Ecuador as we speak. How does he do it? He does so much and he does so many things well, whether it be, uh, refinancing, which I have done with him, whether it be getting you pre-approved or whether you're giving you the lock rate where you can lock in a rate right now, if you're worried the rates are going to go up, fine, you can lock it in for 12 months. And even if the rates go up, you still get that rate. That's the move right now, man. You want to buy a home? That would be the move, the homeloanexpert.com. And he does things so well that he has built a business that allows him to give back to the community. And that's what he's doing with his climb this week. Uh, keepclimbingfoundation.org. Ryan Kelly, the homeloanexpert.com team. He is climbing the mountains to raise money for children, and that's what he does. It is so important to him. St. Jude Children's Research Hospital, the Fisher House Foundation, Team Alec Forever. It's what he does, and he has raised more than $330,000 since 2015 doing this. That's the kind of guy we're talking about. Once you get your home with Ryan Kelly, get it insured with the great James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency, 314-961-4800, or go online at carltoninsurance.net. Ran into a problem a couple weeks ago while we were out of town. With uh, We had water come in through a window in the basement, and all hell broke loose. We were out of town. We didn't know about it. Our in-laws, uh, my in-laws, saw it and uh, let us know, and I let James know, and within moments, he's on top of it. That's just the way that he works. There is a difference between every insurance agent and what James Carlton will do for you. 314-961-4800. Go online at carltoninsurance.net. If your insurance costs a leg and an arm, call James Carlton. State Farm. Munganess, St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota. That's Jamie Burkhardt. That's Clayton Patterson. That is Peter Munganess. That's who I get my car through. That's who I know a lot of guys on TMA get their car through. That's where I had my wife get her car serviced a couple of weeks ago while we were out of town. Of course, they took care of it. It was phenomenal. What, uh, Doug and Iggy uh, went to lunch with the great Clayton Patterson on yep. uh, on Monday. Yep. It's just a great partnership. They're the official automotive provider of TMA and the Tim McKernan Show podcast. And if you'd like an introduction to Jamie Burkhardt, I'll email him. Or email me, and I'll email him and connect you at tmckernan at InsideSTL.com, T-M-C-K-E-R-N-A-N at InsideSTL.com. And, of course, the great Seth Goldcamp of Design Air Heating and Cooling online at DesignAirService.com. Jackson, how about this weather? I mean, I assume you're going to go out and compress the golf ball. I'm going to try. Yeah. Most likely, I'm just going to throw knuckleballs 120 yards on my 8 iron, but I'm yeah. going to try to compress. You're going to try to compress. Well, the weather, the weather is perfect. The weather is just absolutely prime right now, and you can get work in. Uh, and if you do get into a situation where your air conditioner goes out, it's still going to be in the 80s, and uh, you need that taken care of. Get it taken care of with Seth Goldcamp and Design Air Heating and Cooling. It's who I'm a client of, it's who Doug's a client of, it's who you should be a client of. You go to designairservice.com, click on the Book Now tab, and they'll come out and tend to it for you. It's Design Air Heating and Cooling. They will come out quickly. That is their specialty, Design Air Heating and Cooling. And finally, Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies. Jackson, tell me about him. You know, it's so it's such a great move to get involved with someone as great as Mark Hanna. Like I, I can't stress this enough. Like having no idea or no strategy, you might think like you know I'll probably be fine. And hey, you might be, but more than likely you're going to be in a much better place 
working with someone like Mark Hanna. I mean, not more than likely. You're definitely going to be yeah, yeah. replaced working with someone like Mark Hanna. Seriously. Like, it doesn't matter what situation you're in life. You're saving up for retirement, as most of us are. If you're saving up for a vacation with your family, if you're saving up for your kid's education fund, or you're just like me, you know, just getting out of college, your first job, you want to start saving money. You want to get in that habit of saving money, which Mark always stresses. Not the dollar amount, but the habit of saving money every single month. You need to work with someone like Mark Hanna because he is the best. He's so intelligent. He cares about each and every client. Anytime you get on the phone with Mark Hanna, once you're done with the call, you feel so much better about your situation and just humanity in general. That's how great Mark Hanna is. So if you don't have anybody, get in touch with Mark Hanna today. He'll get you straightened out. If you already have someone, you know, consider making the switch because Mark is the best in the business. 314-889-0503 or go online at evergreenstl.com. That's Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies. All right, I told Jackson, I said, we're going 20 minutes. Jackson has given me exemption, but I am, it's, it's, it's that was a recording, 1134, August 17th, 2022. Um, I am going to tend to this for no more than 15 minutes. That is my point. Cut me off Sweet. at 11.50. All right. right. Hey, Tim, let me start off by saying how incredibly happy I am for the show, that it sounds like you're completely sold out or as close of a sellout of advertising on the program. Truly, I am. But as a longtime listener, going back to the grind, I've become accustomed to having the segments immediately uploaded to iTunes. And with my work situation, I actually plan out the day's progress around the show and a few other podcasts. Sounds crazy for sure, but when working construction and many times not having power or working exteriors, you need a way to tell time so you're not always looking at your phone. I've noticed recently that the iTunes feed is not up like it has been for the past decade, which I've become accustomed to. Uh, I understand that Jackson needs to add the pre-post commercials and with the short breaks and uh, balloon party right after. I know that presents some challenges, which brings me to my real question. Now, before we read his real question, Jackson, uh, you would like to address... Uh, what he said there. No doubt. Um, so for like a week and a half or so, there was an issue uh, with our podcast software where it was taking a little longer for it to get to Apple and Spotify. It was going up immediately on the website and in our app, but it was taking a little longer on some other platforms. Uh, just sometimes that's how software works. Sometimes there's bugs. Sometimes there's just issues with servers. Who knows the real reason, but there was just an issue with it. But now since then, I've noticed that the segments have gone up as quick as they usually do. So that that problem should now uh, be remedied and you should not have any issue with the delay in the podcast up. I mean, it's no matter what, it always takes 10, 15 minutes because, you know, it's not like it's instant upload. Yeah. So it's not upload, an in-house tech issue. Right. I upload it to one software that sends it out to every single thing that we podcast from. So it's not like I upload one file to iTunes or one file to Spotify or one file to Google or one file to the website and app. That's not how it works. It all goes to the same place and then gets shot out from there. So that's how that works. As, and in terms of the pre and post, that is also done all, I click one button and that's automatically added before and after the segments uh, through our podcast software. So that's not the issue. I got, as soon as the segment's done, within 45 seconds, the podcast is po- posted. There you go. I write the show notes out during the segment, title it, upload it, bang. So that's the case. So I apologize for that week and a half, two weeks or so, where it was being slow, but uh, that should be good now. And those uh, spots, as you said, they're they're just yeah. automatically on there. Yeah, that's a that's a which is Hubbard nice. thing, which yeah. is very nice. Because uh, that's something you used to have to do. Yeah, I used day. to have to copy and paste. Right. Uh, whereas clicking one button is a lot easier. So he said, "This brings me to my real question: 
would TMA be as popular and have such a loyal audience if the show started off at a major radio station and did not have to go through all of the turmoil behind the scenes? I remember back in 2013 with the Dan Marshall stuff and the longer segments started and the show became more conversational rather than on-time segments. I think it was at that time that my deep love for the show was really cemented and I became Team TMA. Whatever was happening to you guys, I felt it, and then throughout the years with others always trying to fuck with the show for whatever reason would make me upset. I don't think I'd be so entrenched with the show without all the nonsense. Love the show. Thanks. That's from Eric Jablonski. Uh, All right. Uh, It's a fair question. I think it's a good question. It makes me think questions, so I like that. Um, And I don't... I, I disagree in one sense that, that in 2013 was when we started doing longer segments. The show is just, we've always gone long. I don't know if we've gone hour and 30 minute segments like we do now, but um, it was longer segments before because we just weren't on a station where we had to worry about the people meters, which is what all of the stations here, minus us, because it's HD2, they have to pay attention to the people meters, so they have to do segments, which is why we do what, four segments on Balloon Party? Because right. they're, they're supposed to be, I fuck it up, but they're supposed to be 12-minute segments, Correct. if I'm not mistaken. You're right. And I don't do that. No. I go much longer. 15-some, six others. No. It always ends up equaling out, but... Yeah, but I, but there's a reason for that, and that's the people meters, which is a ratings thing. But anyway, digressing from that, I think that if we would have started off, and let's say we were on what is 101's format... When the show started in 2004, even though 101 wasn't around in 2009, until 2009, I agree that the show would not be as popular as it is now. But it's not because of the fact that we had to deal with the uh, turmoil is a great word that uh, Eric used. Um, It's because the formats that we have been on and that we are on allow us to do what essentially is a podcast. Yeah, seriously. It's it. You notice here they call this show mm-hmm. a podcast more yeah, than they call it a radio show. Like, I still podcast. consider it's we're doing it in the radio show. 100%. I mean, it doesn't matter. It's right. like when people no, would say, well, what semantics. is Iggy's role? Is he a producer? He's a host. Like, I don't fucking know. Yeah. What does it matter? It's he, semantics. He, but yeah, uh, but I yes. do hear that. So, um, yeah, I, I it, 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 it plays in a way that for our audience, probably a younger audience based on our demographics. Yeah. Uh, it's a podcast, and for younger people, that's what they are used to listening to. The Riz Show now, because of their success, they're able to go however many minutes at a time. Certainly, they go well beyond 12 minutes um, with their segments, but they have such success that they have earned the juice to do that. We do it because we were never having to deal with ratings, nor do we have to deal with ratings. But we are not selling advertising. We were not, nor are we at the moment anyway, uh, selling to agency-based businesses and agencies, agencies being advertising agencies. I talk like everybody knows what I'm talking about, and why would anybody know what I'm talking about? This is Inside Baseball. They buy based on ratings. But Munganest and Ryan Kelly and, you know, Design Air, uh, you know, uh, Mark Hanna right. and James Carlton, all sponsors of this podcast, also all sponsors of TMA, they're not buying ratings. They're buying a tangible return on investment, which is what the ratings are supposed to give you an idea of where you will get your most likely return on investment. It's there for advertising purposes. Most likely, on-air people use it as a way to, you know, to have an idea of whether or not the show is successful. Uh, in 2022, you have downloads. Right. 
And that is the metric. That, I mean, advertising dollars are still the metric, but now people can get the advertising download, the downloads, and get an idea of where things are. So, with that all said, you know, we left KFNS, and this number stands out to me, and it's easy to remember because it's 314. 314,000 was the all time high for downloads of TMA, and that was in October, October. of 2021. <laughs> yep. And we haven't every month has been uh, larger than that since we left, and now we're over half a million um, monthly. And I, I really don't know, I don't know, I don't, ha- I don't have an explanation for it. Um, and also from an advertising standpoint, that is astute on Eric's point, that we are in the best position the show has ever been in its 18-year history from an advertising standpoint. Um, but, you know, I, I guess more and more people are are listening to it but there really hasn't been at least publicly turmoil in god more than two years now there's been i assure you there's been turmoil yeah but it just it just it's we've just kept it internal um let me ask you this do you think what if i were because you're a listener now on the show yeah but you were a listener for seven years before you were on the show or six years before on the show. How would things change if I were more vocal about the stuff that was, there's nothing to say now. Everything's just yeah. cool now. Right, right, right. And listen, that inevitably things will change. It's just it's part of the deal. Whether yeah. somebody leaves the show because they want to retire, whether that be Doug or Iggy, most likely, uh, or I go, you know what, I just want to live in Jupiter and I just, you know, yeah. I just... I, it's just where my family is now at this point, as where's my wife and I, where we want to be, and that's just that's a bigger priority for us. So things will change, or they say here, you know, for whatever reason, we gotta we gotta cut ties. So things will change, but at the moment, there is nothing to comment on. Um, but for previous episodes of Turmoil, what do you think of? Would things have been different? How would things have been different if I actually did talk about them as opposed to not talk about them and then also ask the people on the show not to talk about them uh, on social media or in the newspaper as well? Well, I think it would have been different in the sense that it would have been like more of like this theater. Like, um, I don't mean to like call them out or say it's a problem or it's wrong, but Barstool is big. That's how they kind of gen- that's a lot of their content is generating. They're very public about their spats. You know, when they had the HBO thing come out, they were against that. Business Insider was going after Portnoy, up with that. And then within their office, they're very big into the controversy and drama. So That's a great observation. Now, here's the one thing I I just want to, and I have to interrupt, because the difference there is that in the case of the guy who is seen as at the top, Dave Portnoy, he also has equity. Yeah. And so he has a seat at the table, so to speak, when it comes to decisions. So even if somebody crossed the line and investors or Erica Nardini, who's the CEO, at least she was, she I, I assume is. she still is, uh-huh. uh, had a problem with it, he can make sure that people are protected. It's really kind of the business model yeah. is the is the behind the scenes, right. which, for the record, I think is brilliant. And yeah. I wanted to do when I thought we were buying KFNS, and, and we were, by the way in June of 2020. 
Um, and we also were in January of 2020, by the way. And I also was again in September of 2020. Neither here nor there did people know that. No, they knew only about the one. Right. But that's the way that I play the game. And there was a confidentiality clause in the thing in May, to June 2020 that was, you know, not right. adhered to by sure. all parties. Uh, and so, uh, it, so that became public when it wasn't. You talk about things when they're signatures. You don't talk about things when they're pending. But nonetheless, uh, that I think works for Barstool, but it's a different set of circumstances than our other ones because I wasn't the one in control in the episodes that we have had. I now yield the floor back to the gentleman from Ladue. Definitely. Um, but in terms, uh, so like it would have been fun theater and it would have been that, but I think the proof is in the pudding on the way you handled it, you know, cause now we are in the position we are in and anytime you start airing stuff out and being more vocal about these things, you risk a number of different variables, which I know you have weighed throughout the years. So I think that it's evident that playing it the way you've played it up until this point, has proven to be very successful. Yeah, well, I appreciate that. It's kind of you to say. It's positive, and as you know, nobody likes positivity. Despise when, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I suppose I also could say that it's results-oriented because I don't know that it's going to work in the moment. What I do know in the moment is that, whether it be me, but more likely in the recent situation, you know... It, when you combine the cat, Pete, Seymour, the cat, Pete, Seymour, Plowboy, Iggy, Iggy yeah. with, yeah, now that I've done the math, yeah, without question, because the cat was four times, I'm talking about terminations. Right. Uh, Iggy was one time for sure and then threatened for a second time, so that would bring it to six. Plowboy was at least two times, so that's eight. Pete was definitely one time nine and Seymour was 10 mm-hmm. um, or at least I was offered more money if I would agree that Seymour could be let go and I said well that's you know Seymour and the cat actually and I said well that's not that's a non-starter I mean it's right. blood money right exactly I mean I mean, it's, and, I mean it's, it's not even so no thank you right and that's so the difference with that situation is if I go public, the hostages get shot. And it's just a matter of which hostage you get shot. Doug was never one of them, but the others all were. You, I, I suppose, you're only there for, you know, relatively speaking, a yeah, year. Yeah. But it still was in the back of my mind. I can't, I can't do something that could lead to I have a contract and I've offered to leave and they don't want me to leave. Um, so let's just get to the end of my contract, and then we will move on. But yeah, that was that, that that that's ten times now. How many times of those ten are those of you listening, most likely individually, are you aware of? Three. The, the plowboy dis- disappeared for a few weeks and came back, and then the plowsy disappeared permanently with right. what we joke is a self furlough. I, I wonder if people understand that we're joking. I'd like to think they do. I think they do. Um, and the cat was self-furloughed as well, but quote-unquote, but then came back, and then a month later was gone again. So the cat was more than three times, yeah, so actually. The cat was at least one, two, three. Yeah, the cat might be six. One, two, three, and then you go June 2020, four, and then September 2025. Yeah. Five times. Yeah. 
Five times. So I guess four of the public meetings. And the Plowboys, three. Pete wasn't a public one, but that absolutely happened. And Seymour, I don't know if he's ever fired per se, but and he didn't know it. Uh, but yeah, that was like if you if you will, you know, let me let them go, mm. then I'll give you this. And I'm going, oh my god, Ugh. you know. But yeah. that's you know. So uh, so yeah. If I, so if I talk about that stuff, it would it would it would have it would have been yeah. absolute chaos. Um, and then with the Dan Marshall stuff in 2013. That I knew we were going to be fine, and so there's no reason to engage. But, you know, just for the sake of the discussion, because the cat would always the cat would say, he goes, I, he goes, I admire your restraint. That's what he would always say. I admire your restraint um, to not engage with the stuff when it was going on. Right. But it wasn't necessarily restraint because in my mind, I guess the knowledge I had was that if I do say something, people are going to lose their jobs. And so therefore, when you know, well, in your mind, when that is what the essentially the choice is, you can't you can't allow yourself to cost people. And in the case of the cat, he has a wife and a son. Uh, Doug has three sons and a wife. And I knew he was winding down with television and you know but it doesn't matter what everybody's situation you don't you don't want your actions to lead to somebody to lose their income right and i think when you make it that simple then that's that was essentially the the decision decision. gets a lot easier yeah so that so it wasn't it was it easy to not engage no it was brutal right it was brutal Not, not necessarily to not engage it was brutal to to go through it yeah and I can't imagine what some of the people over the years who we didn't necessarily have on the show or who were just occasionally hosts on the show, what they have been told. I can't imagine. God only knows. God only knows. Because I know we were or I was painted as the bad guy, you know. Um, and so, and it's not like they, they come to me and then check on it because we hear shit about people. And it's not, I mean, I'll speak for myself. I hear shit about people. And it's not like I go, hey, so-and-so said this about you. Right. You know, you just, I don't know. I guess I'm at a point in my life where I don't really spend much time on it. But when you're in your 20s or maybe 30s or maybe your situation at work, and this isn't limited to radio, isn't, you know, where you're going or you're not where you want to be. And then you're mad that somebody else has something. Then maybe you can allow that to consume you and you worry about office gossip. Yeah. So just didn't engage as you know we'd get done at 10 o'clock and unless it had a sound story or a podcast we would leave yeah and that's just the way that we handled it but for the audience's purposes speaking to what eric writes about 2013 i was not vocally I, there was one show where i lost my shit mm. it's easily the most unhinged I mean, cuz i think it's the only time i've actually been unhinged um on the radio and it was because I was reading something that I knew could impact the business in the paper that Dan Marshall was quoted as saying that I just knew was false and I lost my shit and he called into the show and said that he was misquoted and knowing and I say this not you know but knowing that other people have said that they had been misquoted in the past it was it was believable and Mm -hmm. I didn't know him as well as I eventually got to know him to know that you know, you know, he could right. tell me the sky is blue and I wouldn't believe him. Right. But I didn't know that at the time. 
And the mistake I made was I didn't give Dan Caesar of the Post-Dispatch a chance to refute that because Dan and I talked later in the day. He goes, yeah, you really threw me under the bus there. He goes, I didn't misquote it. I've got it recorded. He said all of that stuff. Uh-huh. And I was wrong big time there to not, not, not to lose my shit. I was wrong to not give Dan a chance because this is on the public airways to not give Dan a chance to defend himself. That was wrong. That was really shitty. That was really, that's on me, 100% on me. That is shitty. Uh, and I really do regret that. But for the most part, it's like, okay, you know, during that stuff, Jackson, he would be emailing me. I still have him saved. Um, because he didn't use punctuation. So if anything, I was more fascinated by the emails <laughs> than angered by them. But he would email me during the show to try to upset me while I was on the air um, so I would lose my shit. Jeez. So if you know the tactics, and like Barrett used to do that, Barrett tried to do things to get me to lose my shit so they could fire me uh-huh. because the show was clearly not working once he had brought in Bob Fesco and fired the cat and fired Joe and Martin had quit. And it's like, oh, shit, we owe this guy money, so let's see if we can get him to quit quit or we he can lose his shit and then we can say we can fire him with cause and we won't owe him money but i knew that was going on and so once you know what yeah the right. opposition is doing then you just make sure you don't give the opposition what they want exactly and that and then so then it becomes easy but what i'm trying to get to is i think the audience enjoys that stuff and so it make maybe make the audience you know i think last week maybe we did a rankings of the dislike of the people on TMA, and you were five. Doug was four. Doug was four, Plowsy. especially now that we're not talking politics. That's the biggest thing. Yeah. Plowsy, three, and then I don't know where you Coin flip be. on yeah. me and Iggy. Yeah. Uh, and I think I would probably be more well-liked or hashtag relatable if I went public with the stuff that went on. Mm-hmm. But the show wouldn't be on the air anymore. Exactly. Because, or or the show may be on the air, but it wouldn't be with these five people. Right, the cast would be much Yeah, better. Iggy would have been gone. Right. I know that one. You weren't around when it was the peak stuff. Uh, but Iggy would have certainly been whacked. Plowboy would have been whacked. Uh, not a doubt in my mind. And so who knows how things go. So that's that's the reasoning behind it. And I feel like the audience really... We got a surge of listeners in 2013 because the man and woman thing was so popular and people really lined up in our support, even though we weren't vocal publicly. We just were like, hey, you know, we'll be fine. We're going to go somewhere else and we'll still be, you know, we'll we'll be be fine. Right. And this is just, hey, it's business. It's the decision he wants to make. And I do still feel that way. Internally, there were things going on that were so stupid, actually, (laughs) that... It was hilarious. Yeah. So I think that softened it. Sure. And the public was hip to what was going on without us saying anything. On the recent stuff, the public still is not hip to what really went on, what really went on. Um, and I think the public thinks some things that actually isn't true. But again, I'm, I haven't said it um, because what, what upside is no, there the in upside. it? Always the question. Right. That's always that. That's always it. Like I said, Bert Kaufman, when I was sitting there dealing with the Albert Pujols, Jack Clark thing years ago, and there were things in the paper, people were saying things that were just flat out, just false. It's like, where did they even come up with them? And he goes, well, why does that bother you? And I go, well, because they're saying things and they're damaging me and my reputation and my company's reputation by just making things up. And they're just com- coming up with, out of thin air. And he goes, well, you can't get in a war of words with a liar because it's not like they're going to stop lying. They're going to keep lying. That's what liars do. And I go, oh, my God. And that, for whatever reason, that really reached me. Mm-hmm. And 
And then I think probably in the same conversation, I can picture his office uh, at the station in the Central West End. He goes, never waste time on things that have no upside. And for whatever reason, that's been nearly a decade now, it, that has stuck with me, yeah. that you don't waste time on things or people where there's no upside. Definitely. You know, there really is something to it. I've cited that scene in A Bronx Tale, good or bad. Good. Good. Are you passionate good on it, or you're like, eh, good. It's it's not my favorite De Niro, but it's good. It's a different De Niro. No. He rarely plays like the the non-sociopath. Yeah. Right. Uh, in which Chaz Palminteri says to see, you know, that guy owes you money. Do you like him? No. Well, good. Then you got him out of your life for $20. Yeah. There's really something, there's yeah. really something to that. That right. once somebody shows their colors, like, oh, I don't want, I know I don't want to work with that. And Tommy recently, we were talking about a situation. He goes, yeah, don't work with anybody you don't want to work with. He goes, I can tell you that. That is not something you want in your life. Yeah. There's something to be said for that. Uh, but you don't know it. You have to like live that in order to know it. Because the words don't mean anything until you actually live it. It's like having a child, which is why even when the time comes, and I hope we're still working together, when, mm-hmm. if, you, if you do even want to have a child, it's presumptuous for me to I assume do. you do. Okay, that's I now do. on the record. You do. Uh, and what people say, oh, it goes fast, or oh, you just have no idea how wonderful. I always felt like, even though I know that's being said with kindness, I feel like it comes off like I know something you don't know, and so I don't want to say that stuff. Right. Uh, you'll experience it for yourself, but you truly can't have any, I can say the, all the words in the world and you won't know until you live it. Right. And then at that moment, it's like, I get it. Your eyes open up. Yes. To a different experience. And that's the same kind of thing with this. So yeah, I think, I think maybe I've sacrificed, even though it wasn't an intention, that's not the right word. I've unintentionally traded likability or respect from the audience by choosing silence. But that has kept the show going. Right. And um, like if I would have talked about the stuff that was going on in 2007 when Barrett was trying to get me to quit, that was uh, that would certainly increase my um, respectability, likability. People would have been more enthused when we brought the morning after to 1380 ESPN. But at the time... It's just like, okay, this is what he's doing. It's an awful way to live. It's an awful way to live. It's an aw- I would turn onto that street to go to KFNS, and I'd, like, inhale. Because I'm like, I've got to take my mind to a place where I can get through the next four hours. Because he had expanded the show to 6 a.m. to 10 a.m., even though it was failing terribly, to try to get me to quit. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and contractually, he could do it even though he promised me he wouldn't do it, but my fault for allowing it to stay in the contract. Just right. total fucking mark move. Again, something you don't know until you live it, and then you get burned by it, and then you go, you always make sure it's in the contract. Uh, and, uh, you know, then trying to pair me with people that would that he knew I didn't like and didn't like me to try to get me to quit, just all of these different tactics. And, yeah, I guess I could have, but if I would have talked about it, he would have gone, oh, we're going to fire you because you're, you know, so you do that, and then the thing ends. And... Yeah, so I, I suppose I guess if if you like that kind of stuff, there's a lot more there. <laughs> I just haven't talked about it. Right. But uh, I think that understandably, people think, and I don't fault people for this. I still find myself doing it. I will read things and take your pick of whatever publication, and then I will believe them. And if it fits my worldview, I go into it. Well, going, of course that's true. But if it doesn't fit my worldview, and I'm going, well, fucking Sean Hannity. You know, then I go, well, that's not true. 
Whereas I know for people that, you know, yeah. it's the complete flip-flop. Confirmation bias. 100%. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. So therefore, when it comes to our show, what people have read in the newspaper or whatever shit's been posted on social media or Reddit or fan page or, you know, take your pick of wherever, message boards, understandably, there's a void of information. And so what is said is taken as truth where it gets credibility and then it starts to get repeated like for example in this email this gentleman who's obviously coming from a sincere place says i understand that jackson needs to add the pre-post commercials when that's actually not true you don't do that right that is automated by hubbard and something along the lines of um there was another one in here um uh with uh, the marshall stuff and the law that the longer segment started during the marshall stuff and i do not believe that that is the case we just were kind of like, well, let it be awful, and people really liked that we just went and just kind of did whatever yeah, and didn't book guests and so on. But it's not like we went, oh, we'll go with longer segments now. Uh, it was, we just, that's what we do. So with regards to it, I don't know. I And maybe, maybe in the end we would have wound up winning anyway. But for me, I was under contract, and I knew that guys had been fired. Everybody on the show, minus Doug, had been fired, and the public didn't know that. And so I'm just like, I just can't say anything because there is an end date. The end date is December 31st, 2021, and we just got to get there. But I remember talking to people who advised me and said, listen, I can tell you all day just to keep your mouth shut and just get through it, but I'm not the one who has to live it. You're the one who has to live it. So essentially— our analytic is what is your pain tolerance? Yeah, right. That's what it was. Yeah. And I'm going, boy, you're telling me this in 2017, and I'm not out until 2021. Yeah, boy. Yeah. Yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah, I hear you're coming from. With yeah. That. So that, I mean, that is, I, I wouldn't wish that on, I don't even know, I don't really have a worst enemy, but if I really wouldn't, you know, again, because part of it's, it's it's a family calculation. I have a wife, and at that point I have a newborn, you know, um, and I guess the show's popular enough that it can go wherever and be fine. I mean, fuck, we're on HD2 at this point now. What do you think is less glamorous, AM or HD2? AM. Real? Wow, you insta-shipped that. Yeah. For the first time, me and my mom were driving somewhere Sunday, and she has HD2 in her car. I heard it on HD2. That sounds incredible. Yeah, once, yeah it is amazing. That, that sounds incredible. So, that, I mean, just the clarity of the right. signal yeah. is what But I, then I have some people who are peers who are, are just even younger than me, for that matter, and I was, yeah, it's like the good old days where I can listen to it on the radio. I'm like, you know, do you not have a car with HD2? And I listen, I know some people don't. I mean, right. my wife's car doesn't have HD2, right. you know, and it's 2018, just doesn't have it. Uh, but but when I started at KFNS in 2002, and my dad was the general sales manager, that is that is a real thing. Uh, now, if you think that that is why I got the job at KMOV, you're really connecting dots there. But either way... Um, the thing that you would hear is like, oh, you're on KFNS. Like, it's a shame I can't hear you um, because that's the only way that people could access the content. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But now, it's like, yeah, I, if, you, if you're, I, I can't imagine that more people are listing on the HD2 than podcast, live stream. Oh, no. You know, I can't imagine. But maybe I, would be, I, would be, I would be very, very surprised. And there, there's no real way of finding that out. But I can say that, like, uh, when people ask, like, oh, what station are you on? It is a, it is a, a little bit lengthier. Of an so I just say I do a show on 101 ESPN. I also have been doing TMA since 2000. Because in the whole scheme of things, nobody right. really gives a shit. No. If they know about TMA, that's what they'll talk about. Right. Exactly. And if not, I'll just say I do a show on 101 ESPN. I do a show that I've been doing since 2004. Right. 
and that's the credibility of it that it's been yeah. on since 2004. But Seriously. I'm not looking to trace my cock for people. You know, I, no. if anything, like You're looking I, to go I, beat off in your chair. Yeah, behind I'm looking the... to go at the end of my bed and join the gentleman beating off at the end of <laughs> at the end of my bed. Isn't it amazing that we covered those two topics on this podcast? I think that's what's so beautiful about this podcast is you don't know Which where part it's of the podcast go. did you enjoy more? The one where Tim had a guy at the end of his bed jacking off. Or when he went into detail on... Send the results to the grill 111. <laughs> at AOL.com. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we've covered them both. Uh, so, yeah, Jackson, I don't know what you're going to title it. Guy beating off at the end of Tim's bed and radio stuff. If I have the green light to title it that, that's what I'm titling Because <laughs> that's outstanding. <laughs> and I think would tell the whole story. Because then the description would be, guy beating off behind in Tim's room and then radio stuff. Yeah. I noticed you said behind, so you're really focused on the fact that he was behind me. Because that's what he was. Well, he was. He, I can confirm that. All he, he was, was looking at was your bare ass. Like, I would understand it. Now if this you is were... kind of ruining my MFMF. Yeah, it, it which... should have ruined it in the moment. <laughs> it well, what's in front of me is, is wonderful. glorious, but it's, once, it's, like, uh, it's like you're watching a great Cardinal game, but there's a tornado outside. Like, it's great that this Cardinal game's going on. I'd be curious Fuck. if guys were in this spot. What? Because I'm sure people are like, yeah, it's kind of weird. You weren't freaked out by that, and it's I. I mean, I, I was. It was noticeable enough that here I am a long time. This again. This wasn't like last week uh, <laughs> that it sticks with me all these years later. But you compartmentalize and go, well, that's unfortunate. That's going on. But look what's going on over here, and this is so much really good that the yeah. fact that that's going on. I'm just not going to focus on it, and I'll just continue to enjoy honestly, this situation. I have to applaud you for for. I think you would do the same thing. I think you wouldn't even. Yeah, probably. But I, I again, just know. if it were just like I woke up and here's a gentleman pleasuring himself at the end of the bed, it would be a it would be a different situation. But the lights are off. It's probably four in the morning. Lights Everybody's are off. sketched out. Yeah. Oh that's... yeah, the lights are off. Okay, then that makes it that, that. I mean, they're on enough that I can see the guys jacking off. Right. Right. Or at least handling himself. I don't know if he was in full-fledged, you know. I imagine lava lamps <laughs> just all over the room. No, it wasn't. I don't think we, I, it was, I mean, it really, I got to tell you, you know. it's unfor- You're describing it right. It's unfortunate that that was going on right. during it. Um, but what, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, because you may actually have a chance of this happening in the future. My glory days are behind me, and again, even if it were to happen, I'm going to be dealing with somebody who's damaged. You know right. what I mean? 100%. <laughs> and, I, and I am obviously a deviant, but I'm talking about whoever else would be involved in this at this point. If I were to get somebody, because you're not going to have a 24-year-old in this situation with me at this point at 45. Doubtful, but never really anything else. It's, but at that point, if she is, then she is. It's just, I, well, yeah, we that, recognize the situation. Yeah. So we got to just call it how it is. But you could have this happen. Sure. Would you be more uncomfortable with the gentleman pleasuring himself apparently behind you, or would you be more uncomfortable with the fact that all four parties are in the same bed? Because I had both of them. I had uh, both of them. So with the latter, mm-hmm. was it more? No, I wasn't. I wasn't nigh. We were certainly separated by females. Okay, but you guys. And I'm. I, I got to tell you, I'm completely comfortable with that. Now, if all of a sudden there was a rogue hand with hair on it, I'm out. I really would excuse myself. And hey, I'm not kink shaming. If that's what people are looking for, that is wonderful. It's just not where I will be 100%. for the evening. I will pass on that, and I'll focus on my tea time in the morning. Right. It, my question is, was it more like 
you both were playing one on one on different sides of the court, or was everybody involved in the same? Uh, the former. Okay. The former. Okay. Yeah, I don't think there was ever. I I'd be more know. uncomfortable with a guy whacking it behind me. <laughs> like, just being honest. Like, I'd be uncomfortable. That's what I thought because I've had both. Right. Because the other situation, it's kind of like. It didn't, yeah, it didn't matter. And again, there's, there's, there's wonderment in front of me and right. it's great. And you're just not thinking you're like, okay, this is the cost of doing business. Right. It's like having a mortgage. If I want to have the house, I got to have a mortgage. Right. But having group sex doesn't necessarily mean there has to be a guy beaten off. Right. Me. That is usually not, at least my understanding and my experience, that was, that was what we call a one-off. <laughs> yeah. Totally. And, and. And it occurred, and I remember, again, I can't even imagine. I mean, that was back when I was drinking a decent amount, so I'm sure I was pretty fucked up, but I certainly remember it. And I remember thinking to myself, I think I probably was like, where did he get the chair? (laughs) (laughs) That was a big concern. Yeah, isn't in this a whole thing. And what is he doing, and where did he get the chair from? And that's my my desk chair, you know, and he wheeled it in here. Yeah, but okay, but back to what's going on. Was he originally involved and then excused himself, honestly, or did he start I, off honestly, in the chair? I mean, I, I respect the questions because I was asking you for details of something that happened at like which I was Lathrop even or something. In. Yeah, no, uh, Lathrop had knocked down. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was about to say. I don't think any dorm I could name has been Probably long Johnston. gone. Is that still there? Oh yeah, that's Is all. It? That's the all female dorm, Johnston. Yeah, that, well, I think Lathrop was. I think I, I stayed mean, at Lathrop when I went to Mizzou basketball camp for all those. Oh, years. is that right? But then they got knocked down and replaced by brand new dorms. Okay, and so did Dobbs. Yeah, I'm asking rest you for peace. rest in peace, Dobbs. Yeah, I don't, re- I don't recall. But then there was the guy. Now the guy who also is in the bed, though, uh-huh. and I think this happened many a time, not many a time, but multiple times. He was the guy who would put his hand on the small of my back. Does that change it for you? Yeah, that now you've thrown a real curveball. But I mean, I want to make it clear: it wasn't like everywhere we went, like I was his little lady. <laughs> it just—I ha- can remember one time in Las Vegas, yeah. and one- we were at—and this is this takes you back. I don't even know if this bar is still there. God, you might not even have heard at the time; it was a big deal. God, let's see if it's still there. The Palms. I mean, the Palms is like in Vegas or in Colombia. Uh, no, and it's still open. Wow, the Palms Hotel and Casino. It was like the place, along with the Hard Rock, which you may recall from Entourage, which I yeah. assume you've seen. Entourage? Yeah. yeah. Like a hundred times. But, I mean, you were young when it debuted. It debuted in 2004, I think. Oh, yeah. I've rewatched many a time. Okay. It's weird to look at Palms the fashion like the big... in 2004. Yeah. It's, like, really it's long. hair dye and bleach for gentlemen. And long, long cargo shorts with flip-flops yeah. and ill-fitting. T- and the girls wearing, like, big Neon belts. Yeah, uh, yeah, a different time. That's a really weird time in fashion. It was a different time. Um, the Palms was like the hot hotel. Uh-huh. It's still there, and Ghost Bar was like one of the the Ghost spots. Bar. That's a good name. And it was at the top of the Palms, and they had like an open piece of glass that you could stand on, and you would see straight down. And you're like, Word. how many feet? A fifty fifth floor. That's what it was. Fifty fifth floor. He's on the strip. Uh, oh, I can't, so it's returning. So it went away and it oh. returned, huh? Hmm. So yeah, that was. I mean, that was. That's that shows you. But yes, this gentleman. When we were leaving, I'm like, sweet, we're about to go engage in some fun and games. No doubt. And then I feel a hand on the small of my back. Yeah, I mean, one time is too many. But, but again, it wasn't like he kept it there. Like he's escorting me. It was just like, oh, you go ahead. But I would feel, and I, and and it hasn't happened since. Yeah. And I didn't think it happened before. And again, I view it as the cost of doing business. Would I do it again? 
Absolutely. It would be a wonderful set of circumstances, if it, but it, it certainly happened because I can picture another time we were at the stag bar here in St. Louis, and I, like, walked in front of him like, oh, fuck, he did put his hand on my back again. God damn it. You know? <laughs> in my mind, and this is all, ever since you told this story, all I can think about is Kirby enthusiasm. like an episode of Curb where Larry, for some reason, likes a guy. He's like, oh, this is a great guy. Like, I rarely yeah. like people. And then they're leaving dinner, and the guy puts <laughs> his hand on his and, becomes all and the look he would give him. We should write the screenplay. Yeah, he said he said he's never used a fan. Oh, is that right? He said he's never used a fan. He, he never would. He's not the type of guy who would. But he yes, would outsource that, it. But yeah, that, is that not like it's a Curb? 100%. Yeah. So yeah, it could that, be them, them leaving like a you know bar at 5 in the morning to go have group sex, but it, it, it certainly could be a situation leaving a restaurant you know like i could see like john ham like yeah. he used john ham right and he would put his hand on and larry's face would be... and then he goes back and talks with leon about the situation and leon would say <laughs> yeah cut that motherfucker off um but yeah that's so now that you've given me that information about so the now you're more the in, so now you're more uncomfortable with that gentleman being bet and i will tell you i'm not this is not i'm telling you the full yeah the yeah, whole yeah. thing here uh the there was never a time where like we were close or like even like you know, a leg or arm brush. Okay. Now, if it would have happened, by the way, cost of doing, doing business. business yeah. Cost of doing business. But I can I can actually recall where I was in in the uh, bed, and I'm on one side, and he's on another. And now, on the other time, the two girls are yeah. here with me, and there's the gentleman pleasuring himself. I'm still more still uncomfortable with the guy being off behind. Now, if after the, if in the latter situation, if after <laughs> the situation happened, and after you make love, most of the time, gentlemen need to go get some water. It's like, oh, you yeah, can't, you uh, need... yeah, especially in these situations. Right. These, yeah. aren't, these aren't quickies. No. And so you definitely would need some hydration. Let's say you both leave the room to go get some ice at the uh, at the hotel ice machine and you open the door and he puts my <laughs> hand in afterwards. At that point, I would. Yeah, that's that. That's a different set of circumstances. Or but beforehand. I do remember leaving Ghost Bar. Like, I can, like, actually, as I typed in Ghost Bar Palms, I actually see where it took place because the two lasses were like full on. I mean, God, it's just sporting. Greatest. What's that? Sporting. Well, sporting, attractive, yeah, and just, I mean, just absolutely like all over each other. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a great, I'm telling you. It's still the greatest. I don't know when that's going to... I guess I'll be... If I make it to 75, I'll still be thinking about this shit and still say it's the greatest. I still yeah. think it's the greatest. Yeah, I doubt I've it. had some nice rounds of golf. Uh, I've been at some wonderful sporting events. I have two children. And I, as far as a dopamine rush, when you're at a cocktail lounge, especially Las Vegas, and you've got two beautiful women just full-on all over each other. I mean, really, like I, I remember thinking, God, I'm surprised that you two are doing this out in the public, and we're leaving. Now, again, it was relieving. I feel a hand in the small of my back. <laughs> but God, that's <laughs> but, but, you know, you're still focused on the high, and you're thinking, okay, we're about to go to wherever the hell we were staying. We might have been staying there. I don't know. Uh, and, you know, things were about to happen, you go okay. I, I would rather that not have happened again. Yeah, but that's that's his move, I guess. Yeah, it's a great move to do with a lady. With a lady, um, it's been very effective for me. Uh, yeah, I've look been, at you at twenty four. I've been, I've been complimented on it, and 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 I'm proud of that. It's a, it's a apparently a gentleman's move. Yeah, it is. It's always you always want to you never want to walk in front of a woman, so you allow them to go first and just and you know, yeah, just a, yeah, just no a gentle idea. hand. But if a gentleman were to do that to me, <laughs> and like we said, don't kink shame, 
We're pro right. pro any sexual lifestyle anyone wants to live. Right. God bless. Um, but when you know the two gentlemen are heterosexual, and then there's well, one. so then well, I would yeah, I would then I then asked the other girl said, "Hey, is your uh, is your friend into gentlemen?" Yeah, right. And she goes, "Not as far as I know." I go, "He just keeps putting his hand on my back," but you know, I mean, I I don't want to mess up everything that's going on, right? But I could I could really kind of take. Take that and leave yeah. that behind if we could. Yeah, retire that move. I think she move, may chief. have talked to him about it, and that's why when it happened again and saw Jay, I'm like, motherfucker, this guy with the pan on my back again. Yeah, you know, I uh, if I see a buddy, I might throw an arm <laughs> around his shoulder Gary. and say, yeah, Gary. I get to see <laughs> Gary so rarely that, you know, when I do see him, I like to throw an arm around. Mm-hmm. But I've never. <laughs> Put your hand on the small of Garrett's back. No, nor is he to me. <laughs> I'm trying to imagine a situation where a buddy would have put a hand and it's how a, I It's react. an alarming. I can tell you as somebody who's been on the receiving end of it, from essentially somebody I don't really know that well. Yeah, that's another. I'm not, yeah, I'm not, I'm not looking to engage in group sex with people I know. Because you got, you know, call. that's, I mean, I knew I knew the girl, and then she would, she would have new guys every once in a while. But, yeah, if like a buddy of mine. Right, like an know, alternate shop point, partner and yeah, then turns yeah, into a sexual, yeah. Yeah, but then it's, you know. It's putting his hand on the small of my back as I walk in front of him. Yeah, that, that's what, and now it just reminded me. Then it became like, curb your enthusiasm, it became like, no, you go ahead. No, you go, because I'm like, if I go ahead, he's going to put his <laughs> fucking is, hand on my That's back. another great element of it, because, yeah, because it, it would be insistent. And it really did happen. Where it would be insistent <laughs> that he walks second. <laughs> It's like the Lin Manuel Miranda, where yeah, you got to be sitting in the chair. To, race to the chair, right? God, that's a good part of it. Yeah, and so then that... he shoots him with the paintball gun right <laughs> in the throat. <laughs> yeah, it happened. It so yeah, you got now. you got a little TMA history, and you got a little group sex. I think yeah, that's a strong pod right there. How about that? Is that a little group sex yeah. and a little TMA history? And I'd like to say that you told me to cut you off at eleven fifty, and you blew past that by half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> I Which just can't I help it. No, I think. And the thing is, it's a beautiful day. I want to go play golf. I'm hoping to be able to take my son out there. Yeah. And I can't fucking help myself. That's and funny. this show is what I would like to do on 101 ESPN. And can you imagine that audience hearing this? Can you even? Im- I, I don't even know. I think they might yank me out of the studio if, like, we even yeah, got into it. I don't know if we would finish the broadcast. <laughs> go to the bullpen early <laughs> on that one. PK and Ferrario are standing yeah. by, and they have a guest. For whatever reason, BK and Ferrario are on from ten thirty-seven to two today. What happened? Well, yeah, this is this is this is what I do. So yeah. I get an idea of why I don't. <laughs> but this is what I do. Yeah, yeah it happened. Yeah, it, it 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 happened, and I have to tell you, I'm very proud of it. I recall another time, same girl. I was engaging coitus with a significant other, and she was watching. But I didn't know she was watching. Oh wow! Yeah, and she was, you know. Oh man. I mean, yeah, and but I didn't know until after the fact, which would for me have been another rush of dopamine. Am yeah. I not correct? Oh, hundred percent. But what if the gentleman were watching by himself? Different ball game. No, then uh, different then... ball, and that that one was like at ten in the morning or something. Oh wow! And she was just peering around the corner. A little brunch sex. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh. But if it were the gentleman, is that a double standard? Yeah, it is. I, if if I uh, the quarter of my eye at ten in the morning, right? I catch a gentleman pleasuring himself from behind, from behind, for the record. <laughs> but yet, when I found out she was, Ooh. and making observations as well, 
after the fact, I'm like, oh, that was pretty fucking hot, and I had no idea. I don't see it as a and I'm double. A little, and I, I think I did say, well, why didn't you, you know. Right. I'm it, a little. It's not a double standard per se because it's just a sexual preference thing. Like two women getting after it to you is attractive, oh, yeah. whereas so two guys getting after it isn't your thing. I, would, I, I tip my cap. Right. But it's, but it's just not, your not thing. necessarily something I'm looking for. Right, we don't kink shame. Right. And so that's the point of it is that it's okay. not necessarily a double standard. It's just trying to preference. Open our eyes to our... Right. Sex at 10 a.m. is a dangerous game. Both parties have to brush their teeth. I think we've been up all teeth. night, and there yeah. was no coke for the record. Uh, but yeah, I think this was... This was a, this was right across from Bush Stadium, not out like by the stand, <laughs> stand the man statue, but at the Westin. Okay. I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was. God. What, did you have like I a gotta day tell game you, to cover right after what's that? What's that? You have like a day game to cover no, right after this that? No, this was another New Year's Eve thing, man. I did work oh, wow. on New Year's Eve. That's your that's the that's the witching hour. Yeah, I did work on New Year's Eve, and it was great. Halloween's always been big. Yeah, because I get dressed up in sporting. Halloween and. Uh, yeah, the holidays. No. That's when I've done the most cleaning up. God, it's the best. I mean, Christmas party, two thousand seventeen. And I had to tell you something, and you don't know this yet. And I'm. This isn't. This isn't. Certainly isn't one of those condescending brags. Oh, it goes so quick. That type of thing. Uh, or like when somebody posts a picture and you don't even say where it is. Like we took a picture with our family at Harbor Town. Like, oh, you got to do that. You know, like if somebody posts a picture and they, oh, you got to do this, kind of let you know that they've been there. Yeah. And yeah. it's somebody I don't even fucking know, just like <laughs> popping up in a picture of me and my wife and two sons. Uh, you still have this in front of you. Right. I am envious of you. At least theoretically you can. Mm-hmm. But as I look back on it, I have to say I have a great deal of satisfaction that at least I got to do it. Yeah. That I'm not sitting here listening to you tell stories at 24 and going, man, I really wish. Now, don't get me wrong. I would enjoy it, but I can't ignore the fact that there would be damaged participants involved in this. Now, there were probably damaged participants then, although I don't view it that way. I think we're all sexually healthy. One guy's putting his hand on the small of my back. The other guy's jacking off. But I still think everybody was healthy. At this point, if you are engaging in whatever, something probably had to have gone off the rails for at least one of the parties. At least that—that's my viewpoint. So I can't—I can't view a future group sex situation with the purity of the nostalgia that I look back on these sessions. Your yeah. thoughts on that? Yeah, I think my time to strike was in college. Oh, I think your time to strike is now in the next decade. All right, fair I enough. I really do, like hundred percent. Yeah, was, my shit wasn't going on in college. Fuck, I was—I was not doing anything. All right, fair enough. Um, that's just when I saw the most sexual proclivity was in college. Yeah, I think I don't know. I think I I, I can tell you. I mean, I guess I, I unless there's a sexual regression, mm-hmm. you're you know right. you're, and you're, I, and you're, I think your to, salad days, your halcyon days are, are still in front of you. Yeah, and I think to an extent, I don't want to say that there's going to be a sexual regression, but the progression has gotten so far. Eventually, it's got to flip back the other side. That that, that it will be in vogue to be prudent. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Or at least, like be, I said, my ship has already sailed and right. it's back in the harbor. And, and I you think know, you've had a good, I mean. I know, that's the thing. I ran good. Yeah. So I ran good. So that's like when these guys who are my age are like, let's get fucked up and go to the strip bars. I'm just like, eh, you know. Right. I don't really, 
Listen, I kind of like ran like so well that there is not anything here in St. Louis that I could possibly go, yeah, let's fucking do that. And then I will wake up hungover and deal with my four-year-old and my six-month-old. Yeah, that It's just brutal. not even, it's not even, you know. Now, if my kids were older, maybe I'd be in a different mindset at, at 45. You know? Yeah, yeah, maybe, but, but still, still. It's still. because I didn't have kids in my 30s that I was able to run, and in my 20s that I was able to run like I ran. Mm-hmm. And I think it's better if you had your pick, to be able to run like that then, then like, oh, good, let's go get all fucked up and we're now in our 60s. Yeah, I'm good on that. That doesn't seem like a good time. But, you know, it cuts both ways. It cuts both ways. Don't get me wrong. We wanted to have kids right away and we weren't able to, you know. It wasn't for lack of effort or for lack of trying medically. But So that's just, you know, that's the situation. And Marie's younger than me by a good amount. But, yeah, uh, yeah, I did run good. And I think you are about to run Good. Now, maybe not. You're not. You're not looking for a gentleman to put his hand on the small of your back or to be not pleasuring himself at the bottom of your bed. No, but I guess you know, you, beggars can't be choosers. Cost of doing business. 100%. Although I don't know if that would go on. I think I just happened to run into a couple of unique situations. Well, like you got to ask yourself if you were having that going on. I don't think you would excuse yourself to begin pleasuring yourself, and I don't think you've ever thought. Oh, let me put my hand on this guy's back as he walks in front of me. It's ass. never crossed my mind. But I don't want to kink shame. Maybe that's a thing that like old money does. And as somebody who's South City, I can't relate to it. Old money certainly would. Put uh, their hand on the small of the back of the gentleman. No, kink shame. I can't speak to uh, the small of the back. Right. Um, but what I can say is that at least the guy who put his hand on the small of your back conducted himself in a proper manner during the act. Yeah, if he were the guy who would have been pleasuring himself, that's a different deal now. Then that's a that total a outlier. Because yeah, I have to be honest, I, it didn't. It, it's not that it didn't cross my mind after it had. Like the first time, I'm like, did I just feel that? <laughs> I thought maybe it could have been like a you know waitress, <laughs> yeah, swimming waitress. Uh, but then it happened again, and I feel like it happened a few times. And I'm like, okay, what do we got going on with this? I don't need this. That's super. And odd. on top of it, we're all probably going to be in the same bed here relatively soon. And that's that's like my final thought before this goes on. Yeah, that would that's the right thought to have is you got because you get you got to proceed with caution once you once it happens once. Bless America. The rest of the evening is to me once it happens the second because the second time you're like okay now I know it this was is, real this what? wasn't just like a passerby. <laughs> right, he wasn't know. reaching some in his pocket and overshot it. No, he was. Yeah, it happened. I don't know what that was about. Cup your hand too. Right. Maybe we should maybe we should tweet that out. What would make you more uncomfortable during group sex? <laughs> It's a good TMA topic tomorrow. We'll see what Iggy yeah. says. I'm, yeah, I'm surprised. Yeah, I have to get Iggy's perspective on it. Iggy the Plowhawk will really break this down. Yeah. I'll get good insight on I'll that. I'll cover the whole mung in that yeah. stomach. You, you, me, and Doug can just put our feet up and let, let the cooks in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's going to do it, Jackson. I said we'd go 20 minutes. We went an hour and 20 minutes. That's there accurate. it is. That's the QFTA brand. Thank you to Ryan Kelly, thehomeloanexpert.com. Thank you to James Carlton. Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency in Webster Groves. Thank you to Munganass St. Louis Acura, Alton Toyota. Thank you to Marcana Evergreen Wealth Strategies and Seth Goldcamp Design Air Heating and Cooling for Action Jackson. I'm Tim McKernan. This has been the Tim McKernan Show on the Inside STL Podcast Network. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. 
New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.